Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. I forgot to open the chat, so I'm going to do that right now. Are you in there, Laura? I'm in there. Oh, you have the chat open? I do. Cool. Who's in there? Nobody, just me. (laughs) I think and now I you. Okay, there we go. So now we have the <laughs> chat room open. Come on, everybody. Come on in. Um, that's where we have people, you know, talk about the show while it's going on. You can type in questions, comments, chat with other listeners. So come on in and check it out. Um, today we're starting a new new rule as far as me answering the phones. Um, we're only going to be taking calls. See, there have been people waiting. I'm sorry you guys have been waiting, but I have to hang up on you. And yeah. we're going to start right now, so it's going to be all fresh. Ready? You can either hang up yourselves or I'm going to hang you up. So here we go. And i got to make sure not to hang up on you, Laura. You're hanging up on everybody? Yeah. Oh, no, no. my gosh. Call back really? in. Now Now the order is cleared. Oh, my gosh. You are <laughs> quite crazy. Hey, don't make me into the bad guy. I'm trying to make a new fair rule here. No, so, I think it's a great rule, but wow. Yeah, okay, everyone call back in. personality to hang up on group people. Oh, my God. I feel bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Call back in, please. Please call back in. Call back in. Please call back in now. Go. I don't even care about talking to my pet. Oh. No, um, so we have phone calls. We're people are calling back in. Okay, good. Um uh, it's a new rule. We have to start it. Um, so we're only gonna start taking phone calls at noon. You can't call in like 20 minutes before the show and stay on hold. That's our new well, I like that whole thing because then it all has to do with divine spirit. Then mm-hmm. whoever gets it is it's a divine divine timing. Yes. Yes. Uh so what's been going on with you? Well, and your today family. Today is a very exciting day. <gasps> today is Stormy's 13th birthday. Whoa. Happy birthday, Storm King. So tell all of our listeners who Storm King is. So Storm King is my um my 13-year-old Australian shepherd. And um he's really special, of course. But I'll tell you the story of how Stormy came to be. Okay. So I I had this um this very best dog friend and her name was Lala. She was my first dog out of college and um, she was a shepherd coyote and when I moved back from college to my hometown my parents found me a roommate and um, this is a long version, sorry and um, when I moved in with my my new roommate who ended up being my best friend, her name is Alana, she um, she had a dog named uh, Snuffy who was a tri-colored Australian Shepherd. And Lala and Snuffy became very best friends. And they um, they would, like, travel the neighborhood together, and they just loved each other. They slept with each other. And uh, I always said I wanted one of Snuffy's puppies because Alana sometimes would breed, not always, but sometimes she would breed her Australian Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I always said I wanted one of Snuffy's puppies. And one day Alana called me and she said, I'm... Snuffy has prostate cancer, and so he can't he can't breed anymore. I have to neuter him. And I was so bummed out. And I was like, oh, well, there goes the dream of having a Snuffy puppy. Well, the next day, they found, after they neutered Snuffy, they found Snuffy on top of Stormy's mom, who was also an Australian Shepherd, an all-red Australian Shepherd. And then there came Stormy after that. So he was neutered Whoa. and still fertile. Crazy. 
That's Isn't crazy. It? Yeah. I know. So she called me when Stormy was born, and um, two days later, I got up to her house, and Stormy was one of ten puppies. And they, you know, for the, for all of you that know Australian Shepherds, they come in many different colors. They're like tri-colors, or they're like blue merles, which are like kind of like a marble color. There's like red ones. There's all different colors. Well, Stormy's a black by, which is just black and white. It's not really desirable in the Australian community, but I was at first pick, and there were all different colors in Stormy's litter. And I fell in love with Stormy instantly, and he's black and white, and he had this white streak on his head, like Pepe Le Pew, like this like skunk streak on his head. And um, so I told Alana that I didn't want him, them to crop his tail because they cropped their tail at, at um, they cropped their tails like in the first week that they're born, mm-hmm. and so she knew which one was Stormy because he had this like streak on his head. Well, Stormy didn't, was the only one in his litter of 10 to keep his tail. He was the first one to bark. He was the first one to venture away from the litter and uh, like go farther than the, than the litter. And uh, now Stormy grew out of his streak. And it's only like this one little hair. That's the white. (laughs) (laughs) So, and he was born under a deck in New Paltz, New York. Really oh, hippie. my gosh. My friend was, she's kind of a hippie, so. She didn't really believe in the whole, like, pampering the, the female. Some people are, right. like, rolling over in their group right now, but what's the best situation? But. So, let's ask Storm, um, Stormy, what do you think about your birthday? Storm, did you hear? What do you think about your birthday? I think it's the best day because it's the day the stars threw me to earth. To earth. Oh, that's nice, honey. What else do you think about your birthday? We better go swimming and not for horseback riding. Cause I keep going thinking, <laughs> should I go riding or should I take Stormy to the pool? Should I go riding? And how can I do both? He says pool, so it's pool day. Pool day. Because it's his birthday. You have to take him to the pool. I know, I know. And my other question is, what, Stormy, what is your earliest memory? Oh, yes, Stormy, remember that? Oh, Makia's here, too, because I told Makia we could celebrate her birthday today, too. So, um, Stormy, what's your earliest memory? Storm? When we would go hiking in the woods. I remember the smell of the woods. And when Stormy was, Stormy came to me when I had Maya, my wolf dog, and Maya was very, very aggressive to other dogs. She actually wanted to kill other dogs, but we joked that if she could put them all the way in her mouth, like she could put Stormy in her mouth, that that they would be fine. (laughs) We would hike, God, we would hike like 10 miles or something with, um, Stormy, I would carry him most of the way, and he would hike. When he was really, really little, he, we'd hike far. So how old was he then? I got him, actually, because, you know, I got him actually almost too early. I got him at five weeks because, mm-hmm. like I said, he's under that deck, and I didn't think it was the best place for him. Um, but we would we started hiking then because Maya was a wolf dog. She needed so much exercise. Yeah. And so, you know, he would walk a little ways, and then I'd carry him. He was really light. Right, so like, so his earliest memory is around in, five, six weeks old. Yeah, and it was in the East Coast where the leaves are so, I mean, it's just so, the woods there are just beautiful. Yeah. It's like the Appalachian Trail. We would hike the Appalachian Trail. Almost wow. Every Amazing. Yeah. And well, lots of, and Stormy would go, like, like he learned how to swim so early because uh, my boyfriend at the time had a boat and we'd go on Long Island Sound and he was like, he was swimming, jumping off the boat before he was even a year old. Five months even. Oh, wow. Well, happy birthday, Storm King. Everybody wish him a happy birthday. And also, uh, happy birthday to Makia. Yeah, Makia's here. She's my all-white cat and she wants to sit in because I told her that she could celebrate her birthday today too. Because we don't know her birthday. Oh, cool. 
So how did you find Makia? Real quick. She says birthdays are special because then you get to then you get to um be a year older and everyone's amazed. <laughs> That's true. Makia, Makia, Makia has a cool story too. We got her at the um Santa Barbara uh pound and mm. um and it was right before uh Halloween and there were some black cats there too and Makia is all white and um my boyfriend and I fell in love with Makia. And but there was no, there was a woman and her daughter that wanted Makia. Yeah. And uh they were like holding her and they were like, But she won't meow no matter what we do. She won't meow. And um and we were like, Oh God, we just like totally want her, you know? And they were like hugging her and they were like, Meow for us and then we'll know that you can come home with us and um and she just wouldn't meow and then they put her back in the cage and then they left. And then mm-hmm. we took her out, and Mickey was like, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> That's awesome. It was so cool. Oh, well, happy birthday, <laughs> Makia. Did you hear, Makia? Hey, I want to say happy day to you, too. <laughs> And hey, I want to say to all those listeners, if you give your animals supplements, that they will be healthy too. Because is on a new supplement. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to live a year later. Huh, <laughs> well, we can have Storm and Makia at Words of Wisdom. Maybe they can think about uh, what they want to say at the end of the show. Um, since it's their birthday, they should be the ones to give us some wisdom. Makia says she's so excited it's her birthday today. <laughs> she always wanted a birthday. You should Aww. see her. She's sitting on my lap with her feet, her front feet on the table, just like staring into the computer. Like she's working? Like, yeah, and she never is with me, ever. She looks oh. very rarely. <laughs> well, I'm glad she's here. Let's take some phone calls, shall we? Okay. All right, so for all our listeners um, who are waiting to get their phone calls answered, uh, we're going to yell out your, uh, shout out your last four digits since none of the phone calls are screened. And uh, when you get on, just go right into your pet, um, what kind of species they are, how old they are, what's their name. You can go into a little bit of a description if they're dead or alive. And Laura does not do lost pets. So, okay. Laura, are you there? No. All of a sudden, Laura has disappeared. And let's see here. Okay. Sorry. Hold on, everybody. We're having some technical difficulties at the moment. And, oh, I don't know if everyone can hear me or not. Laura? I'm here. That's really weird. My computer screen wasn't showing anyone. Like you weren't here. And I got lost. I got I Skype dropped me. Oh. Well, here you are, and we're going to go to our first caller, so let's go right ahead. So, caller 5584. Hi there. Hello. Hi. So, who's your pet? My pet is Tank, and he's a cat, and he's white and gray with a little mustache. And um, I'm calling me, for the first time, he sprayed in my house last night and while my granddaughter was visiting. And I was wondering if you could talk to him, Laura, and find out why he did that. And please don't do that anymore. Okay. And so how old is your granddaughter? She's 20. And um, where did he spray? She was sitting on the couch. And I have the, you know, I have the couch cover because obviously I have animals. And um, he came up right beside her like he was rubbing up against her. And all of a sudden I looked at him and his tail shook. And I said, what? And I reached down real quick and he had sprayed. Oh my gosh! Right next to her. Right next to her. <laughs> oh my gosh! And what were you, do you remember what you guys were talking about? We were talking about her mom, actually, 
And she had just got yeah, and she and she had just gotten off of work, and um, she was uh, she's a waitress, so she was eating, and we were just talking, and it was crazy. Wow. Okay, let's ask Tank. Yeah. Hold on. I wanted to say you need to stand up for yourself. Oh really? You don't stand, you don't stand up for yourself enough. Boys, he got her pegged. You control your space, I was telling her. Oh, my gosh. I was telling her this is how cats do it. (laughs) Tell him he doesn't need to do that. I could do that. He he said he likes her. He wasn't being mean to her. Oh. Well, I figured he did like her because she used to live with us, and she had just moved out like a month and a half ago. He just needs to be more assertive. Is that true? Yeah, she is a little bit, she's a Libra, so she's a little bit laid back. And uh, oh, maybe it's, he was telling her to do that with her mom or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely needs to do it with her mom. Sometimes her mom says things that are not true. Oh, my true? gosh, that is so true. That's what I was telling her last night is I don't think what her mom was telling her was true. No way. <laughs> that is so that is crazy, yes. Wow, that's so neat. It's so amazing. I mean that just goes to show it's like sometimes when our animals do these behaviors, mm-hmm. who would have ever known? Who would have? He's I mean, I have five cats and he's the one that kinda of stays inside and he's a little bit timid about going outside so that's kind of funny that he tells her to stand up for herself but and be assertive and he's not going outside well he goes outside but he's really timid he like he goes out for a short time and comes back in <laughs> but um oh. about her, she needs to be bolder that's true but could you tell him to please not do that spray in the house okay what could he what could he do instead um, that's a good question because you always talk about pitcher and, you know, what you want of him. When he did that last night, I was like, how do I picture not to spray inside without no, being you negative? Picture, you know what I mean? You can picture him spraying and you really upset. He knew no, I was upset. Um, um, but like he wanted to like, like get a strong message across. Mm-hmm. So... How else could he get this strong message across? Like maybe he could like, because you were talking about the same subject. It wasn't like you were talking about a different subject. Right. So maybe he could like pat at her and stare at her or go up to her lap and stare at her like, you need to really listen to this. Yeah, that so would be wonderful. Let's tell him to find that he has to be creative and he has to think of something that doesn't make a mess. Right. To get his his point across well if he would come up to me and then look at the person that he wants to get the point across and maybe i can convey it okay no i needed to do it to her because she's the one that needs to hear it Hmm. and i thought she can hear it from a cat because cats love her and she listens to us And what we miss about her is her sweet voice. Yeah, she does. She has the sweetest voice. She also has the ability to soothe animals. And she should know that. She can soothe and be assertive. Huh. That would must you know what's funny about that is I get the feeling sometimes she ignores the animals. That's what's so funny about it. And they love her. Oh, so remember those calming, I don't know if you've listened to before, but yeah. I talk about calming signals where mm-hmm. licking, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away. Those are all calming, and so she might look at them and then look away, and so then they actually feel calm around her because she's doing a calming signal for them and not being too intense on them. Okay. So um, that might be why they really like her. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Perfect sense. Because it doesn't sound like she doesn't want them around. She might just be looking away from them, right? Right, right, exactly. Hmm. Okay. That's wonderful. Like, if you've ever noticed, like, 
It's usually the animal people that are getting bit or scratched all the time rather than it is the other people that come over to the house, you know? The mm-hmm. people that are like, this is when, when there's aggression, but the people who are like, well, I'm an animal person. They'll love me. <laughs> then they're the ones that got <laughs> because they're too intense on the animal. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. And I've learned that from you, so thank you. Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, well, I wanted to wish Stormy and Makia happy birthday, and oh, I thank you so much. You're a true blessing to all of us and our animals, so thank you oh, so much. Oh, Thanks. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. So our next caller is uh, Latasha, who has the guinea pigs. Hey, Latasha. Hi. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Latasha. <laughs> How are so you doing? Adopt- I am doing good. Uh, we just adopted um, baby Jonah, and it was rocky the first day because, you know, Riddle was chasing him all over the place trying to establish dominance and that whole thing, and it's gotten a lot better, um, but I just I just wanted just to check in to see how they're doing, how the baby's doing, adjusting, because I know Riddle can be really pushy, um, and I'm so I'm so fragile with the with the guinea pig because he's only like three weeks old, so he's super tiny. And I posted their picture on your guys' Facebook page, and it got filed <laughs> away to the right if you wanted to see what they look like. Yeah, I see them. They're cute. Okay, okay, let's ask Riddle first. I like new baby Jonah. I had to teach him, you follow me. And now he's following me. Before I didn't understand him. Hmm. I'm friendly now. I've been really nice to him. Is that true? Yes, he has. He's been... um he pumped in a couple times, but other than that, they cuddle together in the house. Mm. We are going to be great friends. Oh, good. And, Mom, I want to tell you, your hard work is paying off. <laughs> this is just what I wanted. Oh, I'm happy to hear that he's happy. Does he like his water? Because I have two water bottles in there, and I don't, I rarely see him drink his water. Maybe I'm just being a paranoid mama. (laughs) I get enough water from my food. What do you, are you giving him vegetables? Yes, and I took him into the vet to get a checkup, and that's what his vet said, that they must be getting enough moisture from their vegetables and their fruit. So that's good. You must. He must have heard the vet say that. (laughs) I think he did. (laughs) I'm fine. Okay, let's talk to baby Jonah. I'm feeling good in this house. When I walk, I can stretch my legs. Where I was before, it was harder. I feel like I have a good friend now, and I'm learning sounds in the house. I'm learning what sounds are and who are sounds. Like he's learning you and your and your husband's sound. Well, he hasn't he hasn't met Richard yet. Richard's away oh, at work. Mm-mm. Oh, it must just be your sound. Have you had anyone else over? Um, me um, and the dog, probably learning the dog. Oh, maybe and the dog. This dog, the durable, because he makes, well, he can make somewhat noise, all, like at night on his cage. <laughs> I'm learning to be brave. And I'm learning to open my eyes more. And I see farther now. And I see more in direction. That must be like the way his eyes are actually developing. Yeah, he's he's pretty young. Is there anything that he would like that would make him happy? Any treats that I maybe I'm not giving him, or would he like to go outside more? 
for any toys. I like to go outside, but I want to be outside with mom for a while. I get scared still. Okay. I get nervous. He's like nervous of a predator. Okay. Well, congratulations, Latasha. Thank you, and thank you so much. That was really, really helpful because it's hard to read him because he's still so young, and I don't know if he's scared or or if that he's settling in okay. So that was really good to know. And he sounds like he's just, like, learning, and he's just sort of becoming aware of the world. Yeah, he is. He has um, He's still developing and everything, and Richard hasn't met him yet because Richard's been away working in the desert for a couple weeks. But mm-hmm. I'm sure Rich, Richard's really excited to meet him. Richard's going to love him. I think, yeah, <laughs> he is. He will. He will love him. <laughs> Thank Thanks you so Tasha. much, Laura. <laughs> Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Bye. Uh, that was Latasha, who calls in about her guinea pigs a lot, and we love her stories with Riddle and uh, Moo Cow and all her pets. They're really great. Um, and we're going to have guinea pig rescue on. Oh. Gosh, get your guinea pigs soon. Oh, cool. That'll be awesome. I know. We hear so much about them. It'll be great to actually meet them and talk about their uh, organization. So that's great. Uh, our next caller is Marsha from Malibu. Marsha? Hey, hi. Hi, Laura. Hi, Marsha. I called in last week, and I had um, just taken in a foster who's this rare German purebred, and she wanted to be renamed. Um, something to do with Bird Chaser. We tried, I translated into like five languages, and they were crazy, so we just went native, and we're calling her Lucy Bird Chaser. Um, <laughs> but she's still, being, um, she's still being dominant occasionally, and I don't know if it's dominance plus a health issue. She um she looks like her ears might hurt or around her head or her eyes. And Bentley's a baby and he's he's pretty aggressive and I noticed he was actually going after her ears when he was playing with her. So I don't know if that's what's ticked this off. Anyway, I would like to check in with both of them about so, what's going on. And there's also an issue where my husband and I are gonna be separating later this summer probably and we're going to different households. And we don't know if I should take them both or if he should take Lucy and I should take Bentley. Okay, so we probably only have time to, to do one question. Yeah. So what, <laughs> yeah. Cause so what would you think? What would be the, what's the most pressing? Is something, is something hurting her that she's okay. reacting negatively? Because that's when I'm concerned that we've missed some sort of health issue. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me get her. I feel sometimes feel sore in my bones. In her bones, huh? I get sort of cramping. Hmm. And sometimes my back is sore. So it might just be growing pains, though. But she's five or six. So. My my ears do burn. Oh, really? She's five or six. Yeah, and she had yeah. a what I think was a mange, and she came with some scabs from a couple months ago. When she was treated in the shelter, and I she wonder if that's what. Probably needs an adjustment, Marsha. She probably needs what? I'm sorry. An adjustment. An adjustment. Okay. Yeah, by a chiropractor, I would do right, that. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my she's really ears, just trying to protect herself then, because she doesn't feel very well. My ears do burn. Yeah, that's what I got. Something with her ears. Sometimes I just want them to stop. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't feel like playing. Mhm. Okay. I tell him first, and then he doesn't understand it. Mhm. Then I tell him harder. Is that true? <laughs> how old, yeah. How old is Bentley I, now? Uh, he's just over a year, and he's a handful. He's bigger than she is, and he is really—he uh, plays pretty hard. So. And does he go to doggy daycare or anything like that? No, he never has. He has friends in the neighborhood, and they come to visit, but, like, one of them is really big. Oh, so he's playing really rough. I think he's playing pretty rough, yeah. Yeah, if you send him the doggy daycare once a week, he'll learn from playing with all the dogs how Uh hard 
can be with each dog. Like, he'll learn the signals pretty fast. Okay. Okay, or yeah, someone else has suggested dog that. Park or a dog beach or something, he'll learn it Yeah, there I have too. taken to the dog park, yeah. I have taken to the dog park. Good, I would up that. Keep taking okay. more. So that okay. he can learn the signals of when she's saying enough is enough. Okay. Okay. But my body does sort of hurt. Huh. It feels owie sometimes. I'm sorry, what was the last part? She feels, feels what? owie sometimes. Owie, okay. Yeah, hmm. I would take her to get adjusted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right, um, Marcia. We got a whole bunch of other callers, so. Okay, okay. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate it, Laura. Thanks, okay. Thanks Marcia. Thanks. Keep us posted. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. So our next caller is Adrian from Houston. Adrian, tell us about your pet. Hi, Laura. Hi, Adrian. Um, I was just calling because I have uh, four cats. One has been with me for two years, and the others have been were born in my house. And um, I'm just I'm trying to figure out why this new cat, as of two years, cannot get along with my resident cats. Now. I, I guess it might be because um, there's such an age difference. I mean, okay, my how, cats are like, I'm sorry? How old is the cat that you're talking about? Oz, Ozzy is six years old. Okay, and um, what does Ozzy look like? He He's a black short hair cat, and he's got big, beautiful yellow eyes. Oh, I think they call and, him a Bombay. Oh, yeah, I know Bombays are beautiful. And, they are. Um, and so how old are the other cats that live in the house? They're over 10. Okay, and when, when you say they don't get along, what what happens? Oh, my gosh. It's, um, well, at the introduction stage, my friend told me Ozzy came from a shelter. And um, during the introduction phase, um, my friend who was helping me told me to keep Ozzy and my other cats away from each other and kind of let them sniff under, underneath the door and everything. And um, so I was doing that for a long time, and then I finally let them meet, them, meet face-to-face, and they just ha- hated each other. I mean, they hissed and growled and... Ozzy has a problem of um, chasing my cats. I guess he, I don't know what his problem is, but it's like he turns into a double cat. I mean, he he actually wants to tackle my cats. And I've, I've come home, before I've learned how to separate them, I've come home a few times and I've seen fur all over the floor where he Uh-oh. has tore up my cats. Oh no! And and okay, I just I just want to know why he's so angry if he if he wants to live with me. I mean, it's been two years now, and I'm okay. trying to be patient, but evidently yeah, it's not working. Let's, let's ask Ozzy why um why he is why he's being aggressive. Hold on, let me get him. Okay. I feel like begging up on me. They tell me they hate me. Sometimes I try to go close to them and they don't like it. So I resent them. And I feel like they should be nicer to me. But did they ever go after him? No, they're scared of him. They're scared of him. Okay, so yes, we're going to... Because Ozzy's the one that actually bites them and tries to tear them apart. In fact, I got in between Ozzy and my other male cat, Tiger, and um, he he had poor Tiger's um, kind of cowered over in the corner. 
Okay. And I got him. I it kind of turned out bad for me. I should have gotten in the middle of it, I guess, uh-huh. because um, Ozzy, I guess, got mad and didn't know it was me, I guess, laid into me, and oh. I ended up in the hospital because my the cat bite that he gave me sent me to the hospital. Okay. Infection. Oh, and then, so tell me, are they neutered? Yes. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell Ozzy that um, that in order to make friends, he has to be friendly. And that being aggressive is not only stressful on the other cats, but it also creates stress in himself as well and also in you. And what right. we need to also teach Ozzy is that he needs to start learning about body language in other cats. And he needs to see that, like, if a cat is staring at him, that maybe a cat is staring at him because they're fearful of him, not because they want to be aggressive to him. Because, you know, he okay. said they they gang up on me, so he might be misinterpreting them staring at him out of fear oh. with wide eyes so. as being aggression. And so what I want you to start doing is start watching him and them. And when he looks at the other cats and then looks away, looks at the other cats and then looks away, I want you to praise him. Um, If he licks and yawns or stretches around the other cats, I want you to praise him. And that teaches him to also, once he can start to say, okay, why is mom praising me? And, oh, look, I'm doing these signals when she praises me. And, oh, how do I feel when I'm doing those? And he's going to find that he actually feels better. Then he'll start to do them himself. Like he'll be more conscious about doing them around the other cats. And then he can look to the other cats for those signals as well. So it's very, very, very important for you to know those signals and for you to praise him. Now, if you see him staring at the other cats and leaning towards the other cats, then you need to redirect him, either try to call him to you or make a sound so he looks away or actually get in front of him so that he looks away and then praise him once he does look away. Because he just doesn't know how to communicate. He's just totally confused on how to communicate. And then we need to tell the other cats, which I'm sending it out to them as well, that they need to help Ozzy learn how to communicate, that they've had a bond with each other, and that he has not learned how to communicate with them. So they need to over-exaggerate their blinking of their eyes, their licking, their yawning, their stretching, to help him feel more more safe with them. That would be great involved to them. Um, could okay, you, let's see, could you, let's see could, what he says to that. Okay. He says, I know those signals, but I don't see the other cats doing them back. So we're going to tell him to just look a little bit harder because they probably are doing them back. I just want to tell them that I just want to be close to you. I just want to learn from you. So a lot of his aggression is from out of confusion. So you can start pointing it out to them. Like if you're around Ozzy and the other cats and they look away, say, look, so-and-so looked away. Now, Ozzy, you look away. Look at how nice and calm you guys are together. If you ever see them lying in the same vicinity, be like, oh, look at what great friends you guys are being. Okay. And he just could, he can eat. Could you also tell Ozzy just not to chase them? Yes. So you want to say, when you talk to Ozzy, you want to stay away from it using any negative, like don't or not, because then you... Whether you're conscious of it or not, you put that picture in your head of him chasing you. So when you say, um, tell them not to chase, then he sees the chase. You want to say, you want to say, um, Ozzy, stay away from them. Or when you're close to them, be kind. Does that make sense? And be kind by licking and yawning and blinking your eyes. I'll learn it. 
<laughs> I want to learn it. Great, because I want mom, I want them to get along. Yeah, can mom play with the stick string with me? Do you know what that is? The big string. It must no. be like a toy on a stick. A toy on a stick. Oh, okay. Yeah, you I want will me go to get play one. Yeah. Okay, Great. well, give us, give us a call back and let us know an update. Yeah, let us Thanks, know. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, okay. Adrian. Okay, so um, I couldn't find our guest caller, so we're going to actually call them, um, if that's okay with everybody. So hold on, and uh, they are waiting for us. She must have been one of the ones you hung up on. <laughs> that could be it, but no, she said she was still in the queue, so I don't know. Hello? Hey, Mayor Pat, it's uh, I and Laura. From the Hi. Pet Psychic Show. Hey. Hi. Hi. Sorry Hi, about the uh, whole confusion with the phones. I don't know. They're going crazy today for some reason. Um, oh, no problem. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Will you tell us a little bit about your organization? Sure. Um, my rescue is called All for Love Animal Rescue. And um, we just recently started within the last uh, seven or eight months. We're an all-breed rescue, and we're all-volunteer. We concentrate on the uh, Camarillo Animal Shelter because it serves such a wide area, and it gets you know very full and overcrowded fast, and they have the most amazing dogs there. So uh, we concentrate on that shelter, and uh, we do focus most on the two breeds that are the most at risk for death row, which is pit bulls and chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do pull everything in between as well, <laughs> but we just concentrate yeah. the most on those. And um, we network to find them rescues and homes. Uh, we get foster homes for them. We hold adoption events, and we transport them to reputable 501c3 animal rescues throughout the, you know, the country and um, mostly in California and you know, surrounding areas and um, raise donations to pay for medical expenses and surgeries. We have a little girl right now that's having orthopedic surgery, and uh, I've pulled a lot of pregnant mommies recently. Um, we have litters of 12 and 8 pups, and <laughs> we've found homes for all the puppies. And so we, we have our hands full at Camarillo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, tell us uh, about uh, how how did you get involved in animal rescue, and why did you decide to start your own rescue group? Well, I've always been an animal lover. I grew up in a family with, you know, lots of cats and lots of dogs all my life. And uh, about three years ago, I got involved with Animal Advocates Alliance, and I was a representative of them at the Camarillo Shelter. And uh, then when my rescue partner at that time decided she needed to go back to her family and she had little children, I kind of went out on my own, and I just um, became what we call an, an independent animal rescuer and built up kind of my own uh, network of volunteers and friends who, you know, are as passionate about animals and animal rescue as myself. And I just stayed with the animal shelter at Camarillo and um, got to know the folks there and, um, you know, developed a relationship with rescues that, you know, take the animals and um, worked up at one point. I had a a foster network of 30 foster homes. Wow. pulled out mostly small dogs at that time. That was about a year and a half to two years ago. And uh, we got everybody adopted over the course of a couple months during the summer. And uh, so we're always looking for fosters because right now I don't have as many fosters because I'm concentrating on on pulling dogs out of the shelter and networking them to rescues. And the the work just gets overwhelming. It's uh, a little bit hard to keep up with the pace of animals that unfortunately are abandoned and, uh, you know, turned in due to financial you know, foreclosures and things like that, it's a it's a pretty um, unending cycle. You know, we're always always struggling to pull animals right. out. You know, and how many uh, how many animals do you have right now? We have probably about fifteen animals under our rescue right now. Uh, very few are in boarding. Um, we have some in training. We have some in fosters, and we have a couple at, at uh, vets. <laughs> a little Bella, who I pulled last week, who's a little six-month-old pity, she's at the Calabasas Animal Clinic, and she's getting ready to have orthopedic surgery oh, for wow. a bone uh, problem that she had and can't walk on one of her back legs. And it's going to be a, a total turnaround for her, and she'll have rehabilitation, and she'll be able to live a normal life. But mm. we raised a lot of donations to get her out. She was mm. on death row last Wednesday. Wow. Uh, yeah, we I pull dogs Amazing. pretty much every week. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. weeks better than others, you know, and, and we yeah. rely on 
volunteers and donations and networking of the animals to be able to, to find homes and to find fosters. Uh, we were able to, able to pull a little girl named Jana out yesterday because we found a foster at the last minute, and this was a very emaciated uh, pit bull, wonderful, sweet dog, just loves everybody, most Aww. gentle creature. And we, we almost, you know, weren't going to be able to get her because we couldn't find a foster, and we, you know, can't put endless dogs in boarding. Obviously, we don't want to have more than just a very few in temporary boarding, you know, at a time, and we want to have, you know, uh, fosters or homes lined up or rescues yeah. lined up. Right. So it's a question of balancing. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, that's the need. Yeah, that's difficult. Uh, who are we going to talk to today? Um, well, I would love to have you talk with Chico. He's a little boy. Um, well, I should say little. He's a, a big, beautiful boy, <laughs> um, black and white. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's really cute. Yeah, he's adorable, and he's been at the shelter for over two months. He is the longest of any pit bull terrier there. They love they him there. They fall in love with him. You, huh? Yeah. Oh, he's just a sweetheart, just Mr. Calm, and um, very, you know, very centered type of type of soul. And and he was turned in with his housemate and girlfriend, Duchess. Um, and they were turned in. They were unfortunately products of you know financial problems. I think that they were moving a, a foreclosure or something. And they were both turned in and um, separated. Unfortunately, when they are turned into the shelter, they put every single. Um, you know, big dog separate, and um, so she was unfortunately euthanized a few weeks ago. She wasn't oh. kenneling well, and then I believe she got sick with kennel cough. So Chico has been a survivor, you know, totally uh, amazing, just amazing calm demeanor, and uh, everybody loves him, and uh, yeah, he's, he's been there so long, we're really trying to get him out. Yeah, he says, I need to get out because I'm tired of hearing the clanking noises. Mm. He, he oh, says that I there's somebody... Is. There's somebody that loves him that has curly hair. Do you know who that is? <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I have curly hair, but Jane oh, has curly hair. There's a lot of people that love this dog. <laughs> I see you that he wants to go home with. And he says, that he, would, he says that he would be good with even babies, and he says that he thinks he'd be good with all dogs. But you said that, that he's not good with every dog? But he well, feels know, like that was. You know what? I I don't I I think you're probably right. I mean, I think that's probably true. This was just the notes that the owner gave, but sometimes the people aren't so astute with their own dogs. You know, if they stick them yeah, in the backyard exactly. and you know, yeah. so that was just what the owner said. We we know he's good with kids and people, and the dogs that he's met at the shelter that I've witnessed, he's been absolutely great with. So he I've said had he nothing would but... be good with a chicken. <laughs> I would. I'd be good with a chicken. That's hysterical. That sounds like Chico. <laughs> I need a home where I can play. Hmm. My body is stiff. Oh, wow. And I want to walk more. Mm-hmm. And I try to hold my poop and pee in, but it hurts my belly. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I would like a guy to play with me. Someone who's going to take me places and someone who can teach me things. What about somebody young? I like people who will care about animals. It's so hard to see everybody suffering. Everybody has a different story here. Hmm. Some of them can't even tell their stories because they're crying inside. Mm. I try to think about the positive. I look into the distance and I try and find grass. And I try to look at anything growing. And that when there are people that don't care, I keep scanning and scanning until I find somebody that does care. And then I concentrate on them. Mm-hmm. I would be grateful. If I found a home, I'd really be grateful. But if I have to die in the killing room, I'll go fast. Because that killing room is scary. I won't fight at all. The ones that fight, it's worse. I'm so sad. 
Wow, oh, yeah. you're making me cry. <laughs> I'm crying too. So hard. You cry for us, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is to say that we're good souls. And there shouldn't be any bad people ever working with animals. And a lot of animals here have never met a nice person. I at least know what it's nice to be pet by people. (laughs) Some animals don't even know that. When they get pet, their body tenses up. And people blame the animals. But it's the people's fault. Yeah. Some of those dogs should go to the kill room because they'll be happier in heaven. Mm. It's hard to get well. But I'm well. And I'm ready. And it's time I find a home. Oh, my God, it makes me want to go get him. Oh gosh! Wow. So tell us where where can we get him? How do we uh, how do our listeners look at his picture and uh, go to? I know we have a picture on our website too on on our uh, Facebook radio page too. But um, where is your website? Uh, the website, um, if you want to go on the Camarillo Shelter website, uh, it is uh, www.v as in Victor, C as in Charlie, A as in Animal, S as in Strong. Dot us, and you can see him. Uh, Chico is in kennel eighteen. Mm-hmm. His A number is five four seven two six four, and the Camarillo shelter phone number. If anybody wanted to call and uh, let them know they were interested in Chico and arrange to go see him, their number is area code eight zero five three eight eight four three four one, and uh, they're in Camarillo and they're open from. 3 to 7 today on Thursday, and 3 to 7 tomorrow on Friday, and Saturdays and Sundays 9 to 4. Awesome. Yeah, they would just fall in love. (laughs) And also, uh, we'll put all this information on our website as well, but they can also contact you as well, right, to get this information on your website? Absolutely. So, allforloveanimalrescue.org, is that correct? Yes, and our phone number, if they want to call us directly, be happy to help very quickly, is area code 805 Four four five, three five three five, and I can leave a message, and I will call anybody right back. Okay, great. And can I say one more quick little thing? <laughs> Chico has two buddies who have been there almost as long as him, and their names are Hummer and Keystone, and they are also awesome doggies. And um, I just like to put in a word for them: also incredibly dog friendly, sweethearts. Hummer is in kennel forty, and Keystone is in kennel sixty. And, and what I've kind of dog are they? They're also okay. pit bull mixes. I think Hummer is more of a cattle dog mix, though, honestly. And Keystone oh. maybe more has lab in him. So oh. they are a little more mixy. Yeah, Hummer's probably a, a a cattle dog, mostly with a little pit, and Keystone lab and pit. Just awesome dogs, all three of them. They're just so sweet. <laughs> and I'm going to cry, so I won't. <laughs> Can you email me all those that kennel information and absolutely and, yes so that I can post that too. Sure. Would you like me to send a picture of both Hummer and Keystone as well? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay, I will do that. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, thank you for all that you do. Thank you so oh. much. Well, it's it's hard not to help these animals. They're you know they're just voiceless and they're just uh, they depend on us. We we have to be yeah. their voice. They do, thank and you, I know how thank hard you for it what is. you do. Yeah, and I know how hard it is to go into those the those shelters and and um, pick which ones you're going to be the voice for, and and I really commend you for doing that. Thank oh, you. Thanks. They they are thank thankful you. to you. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. Aww. Okay, well, thank you take you so your, much. Keep us posted. We will, we will, and please, if anybody wants to help volunteer, we can always use volunteers. At All for Love. And we're on Facebook, too. They can check us out on Facebook. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on to our show. Thank you so very much. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was Maripat from um, All for Love Animal Rescue. And go to their website, allforloveanimalrescue.org. 
volunteer donations. They can use all the help. Um, they're doing a great thing, and you can go to their Facebook page as well. And we'll have all of this information on thepetpsychic.com, which is Laura's website, and also on our Pet Psychic radio page. So check any of those avenues, and you will find the information. Uh, Laura, so let's ask uh, Stormy and Makia for their words of wisdom. Storm, Stormy, honey. Are you ready for your words of wisdom? Or do you want to take the words of wisdom? Oh, honey. I woke him up from his nap again and said, (laughs) everyone should take a nap once a day. (laughs) That's your words of wisdom, honey? Do you have another one on your birthday? Maybe drink the best water you can. And that actually is is a pretty good words of wisdom because water really truly does affect the animals, like the quality of the water. And uh, we don't have the best water in my town, and we had the reverse osmosis. And my mm-hmm. animals do very well on it, and they actually are much healthier on like a bottled water. So you want to think about giving your animals the same water that you're drinking. If you're giving them tap, it's not good enough. If you're okay. not drinking tap. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good to know. I I should start giving them my filtered water. Yeah, definitely. Mhm. Okay, let me see Makia. Makia. My words of wisdom is always dream high. <laughs> I know people who who dream too low. Don't dream low. Dream high. <laughs> the universal. <laughs> you. <laughs> That's great. I love that one. <laughs> Nakia, you should be on the show a little more often. I know, Nakia, you should. Sometimes I like to hang out outside during this time. No, but you can you can do it from outside, honey. Okay, tell everyone this. Walk barefoot, because if you don't, you'll get cramps in your body. <laughs> <laughs> is she still uh, near the computer? No, she's, I don't know where she is. She's outside. <laughs> she's outside. <laughs> That's funny. Anything else, birthday kids? Anything else, birthday kids? Oh, Makia says, if you have cats, tell everyone to attract butterflies to your garden. <laughs> They're cool. Lamps, like, Makia has this, I have this, <laughs> Makia loves butterflies because when I first got her, we lived in a place where the monarchs would, um, would you know, come through every year. So there were like thousands mm. of butterflies. Wow. She, remember that? So she has this closet. It is place in her closet, and she has all these posters of butterflies in the closet. <laughs> That's cute. That's awesome. You put them up for her? Yeah. That's so cute. Um, I, I know a lot of people in our chat room earlier were talking about um, needing, why do cats need, like, make you know, when they push their paws? Oh, yeah. That's a, well, I think it comes from their mom, really. Mm-hmm. You know, when they... When they uh, or get the milk out? Yeah. So let me ask Serafina. Serafina needs. So let me ask Serafina why she needs. Serafina! I do it because it stretches my shoulder and I'm like, I'm massaging you, Mommy. <laughs> That's awesome. So, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We'll be here next week. Uh, same time, same place, and uh, find us at thepetpsychic.com. You can find out everything about animal communication, Laura, her work, videos, radio shows, all the information. So go to thepetpsychic.com, follow Laura at thepetpsychic on Twitter, and we also have our Facebook page, as many of you know. So come to Pet Psychic Radio Facebook page. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye, Happy birthday.
<laughs> She can talk to the animals. 